Hi, welcome to the Awaken, Heal, and Thrive podcast. I'm Benjamin Bernstein, and this is my intro to a podcast that's going to give you an overview of ayahuasca, uh, very specifically, and plant spirit medicine more broadly. Uh, this is the first time in this podcast I'll be drawing on a previous video. Uh, for years, I've been putting up videos on my Benjamin Bernstein YouTube page, and I did one about 10 months ago, right at in early 2022, I just come back from a uh, 12-day retreat in Peru where I did a deep dive ayahuasca experience, five ceremonies, and talked about that. But I talked even more about just the big overview of ayahuasca and the ideas about it. It's a really good episode if you're new to ayahuasca and really don't know some of the basics about it. So it's a really good orientation that way, as well as some unique experiences I had at that particular set of ceremonies. So this is the intro to that uh, archive, you might say, from the other YouTube channel. But I'm assuming that most people watching this podcast have not been to my YouTube channel and probably won't be going there. So um, this will be new to you. And even if you saw it, you know, many months ago, it could be fresh and new and interesting just because it's been so long. Either way, I hope you enjoy this. I'll give you an outro on the other side to uh, take you out. Hi, I'm Benjamin Bernstein with AstroShaman.com. A video today is reflections on my recent ayahuasca dieta. Uh, let me define my terms here. If you don't already know, ayahuasca is a very powerful plant spirit teacher, psychoactive and used at least by me in ceremonial containers. Uh, ayahuasca is the best thing I've ever done in my life, most likely, in terms of expansion of consciousness, deepening of spiritual service capacity, and just making my life better overall. Um, in terms of what is a dieta, um, an ayahuasca ceremony is where you do a ceremony and you do like a, an evening or a day with ayahuasca. The, the intense effects last, you know, five to seven hours, and then you return to uh, something resembling normal consciousness. A dieta, in this case, it's a standard dieta is where you do five ceremonies over a period of 12 to 14 days. In this case, it was a 12-day dieta. Uh, I did it in Peru. And uh, it's been a while since I've done one of these. I did dietas a lot about 10, 11 years ago. I did four of them in Peru back then. Uh, this was a different shaman, a uh, different part of Peru I went to, a different context entirely. So um, there were a lot of things different and a lot of things the same. So. What I'm trying to do here is give you enough background to understand what I'm talking about if you're not already familiar with the world of ayahuasca. And then I'll follow that up with some things that are more subtle and things that are, I'm making distinctions about compared to earlier dietas. So basically, ayahuasca is a very powerful psychoactive beverage, um, one of the most powerful psychoactive agents on the planet. In terms of my own experience, I've done roughly 250 plant spirit ceremonies for the last 16, 17 years. Um, I'm 61 now. I started, you know, about that many years ago. Um, and it's been, again, the most profound help I've gotten. I spent decades on the spiritual path uh, trying, without the help of psychoactive agents, to break through to awakening and never made anything more than really incremental progress. Um, I was very thick. It was very hard for me to access the inner worlds. But when I got to the world of plant spirits, I started with San Pedro, then ayahuasca, and then mushrooms worked their way in there eventually. Um, they, they broke me through the thick barriers that I could sense vaguely but had no idea exactly what they were or how to break through them. The plant spirit teachers, especially ayahuasca, are really good 
at busting down or releasing or transforming those heavy blockages between my human self and my divine self. And um, what I like to say about ayahuasca in terms of why do I keep doing it? I mean, I've done a lot of ceremonies and uh, don't you get to some point where you don't need it anymore? Well, maybe some people do, but for me, it remains useful because what I find is uh, this doesn't happen every ceremony, but it's a pretty good pattern. Um, my, my core premise of my life right now is I exist to serve. Um, I'm here in human form because I want to help as many people as I can heal and awaken. Um, the healing leads to the awakening. The awakening means you're more conscious as the divine being that you are. I like to help people do that. Um, in my own life, I discovered the more awakened that I am, the better I can serve. And what ayahuasca has this amazing ability to do that I cannot do without her or another potent plant spirit agent is she can see the next level of heavy energy that's stopping me from my next level of awakening. And in a ceremony, what often happens is she will clear that heavy energy, uh, which can be a little dramatic, um, but it gets cleared. And then once the energy is cleared, uh, she lifts me into that next level of awakening. Then it's on me in the intervals between ceremonies to do my daily practices, stabilize that higher state as best I can as my new normal. And so the beauty of the ayahuasca work over all these years has been that at first she'll break me through to a level that, you know, I never knew before. And it's a new breakthrough, a new cool thing. This happened again at this dieta. Um, and then I get to stabilize it through my daily practices. And thus, um, I am in a process of what I like to call incremental awakening. It's not like a one and done thing. Um, I don't care how awake I am. Chances are very good. There's yet another level beyond there that I haven't got to yet. And so um, I view you could view awakening as a, as a huge ladder with tons of rungs on it. Uh, there's no way that I'm at the final rung, but I'm up the rung enough that I can help the folks on the rungs below me and can be helped by those on the rungs above me. So it's a progress. It's a, you know, and the beautiful thing is then life never gets boring. As long as I'm breathing, my premise is that there's more awakenings I can have. And every awakening allows me to walk through daily life in a deeper state of bliss, ecstasy, euphoria, flow, being in the zone. There's so many great things that happen when you're more awake and can live life in a more beautiful state. You get to the as within. So without principle, where the the more beautiful the consciousness I hold inside me, magically the outer world becomes more harmonious and wonderful to interact with. Uh, the universe, I believe, is a hologram. That's my experience. And it reflects back to me in the external events I encounter, uh, things that reflect the internal consciousness I hold. So if you want a better life, start on the inside, work to shift your consciousness and your energy, and then the outer world will accordingly transform and be more harmonious. Obviously, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world right now. But um, how it affects me personally and directly, I don't suffer because I know about the, the difficult things happening out there. And my actual interactions in my own direct personal experience tend to be more harmonious. So let me now get down to a, uh, a more, let's, what about the dieta, Benjamin? You're going on about philosophy, but what actually happened? Uh, this dieta was very different. In contrast, uh, the dietas I did previously were all with the same shaman many years ago, a shaman I no longer work with. Um, and they were the very traditional strict ayahuasca experience, which means you go into the jungle. Um, you stay in a little hut. In this case, it was a little hut with no walls, just a wood floor, uh, thatched, you know, roof. Um, very basic, just a bed, a little table, a little stool. That's about it. 
Um, and the idea is you keep to yourself. You are alone in that dieta. The, the, the area, you might be there with, you know, I would be there with maybe, you know, 15, 16 other people and the shaman and their, the support staff who are helping us. But you basically, you go to your little hut. It's called a tambo and you're on your own. You stay there. And the only time you see the other folks is when you're doing the actual ceremonies, you come together for the ceremonies and do your thing. And then when you're done, you go back to your place. You're alone. And uh, very Spartan furnishings. Um, the food in this case was traditional dieta food. Very simple. I mean, you got maybe a boiled plantain or you got some rice, uh, um, some oatmeal. If you were lucky, they would catch a certain type of fish. It had to be only a certain kind of fish you could eat. Um, and getting this plain cooked fish was like a luxury. Nothing was seasoned, no salt. Um, you know, very, very simple plain. The idea is you want to give the medicine the most optimal environment to work with so you can have the best experience. And why are you alone? Because it's you and the medicine in the jungle. Uh, after a day or two, by the way, in these traditional dietas, you're not doing, uh, you're not using toothpaste, deodorant. You're not using soap. They bring you leaves every day that you crush up in water and bathe yourself with. The idea is you, you want to smell like the jungle. And then after a day or two, you merge with the jungle and you actually become one with that energy, which is really cool. And then all the birds and insects and everything actually become your allies and help you with your process. I'm not getting into that. Uh, it's cool unto itself. I've talked about that a while back on other videos and such. And um, and then you finally get to hang out with folks again when you break the dieta after the, the five ceremonies and then you you know reintegrate and go back out into the world. Now, this Sir, this thing I just went to, it's not a traditional diet. It was definitely an ayahuasca retreat. But, I mean, for starters, luxury accommodations. Uh, um, now, again, um, those of us who came, the lady who does the ceremonies has been doing these ceremonies for, like, nearly 30 years. She has a lot of experience. Um, but she also likes to face, stay fairly discreet. For example, I can't refer you to her because the only people she works with are if someone she knows pulls a group of people together and comes out to work with her, that's how she does. You can't just individually go to her and say, I want to work with you. Um, so I'm afraid there's no possibility if you're watching this that you can work with this particular person. However, there are other great uh, places you can do ceremony in Peru and other countries and um, lots of other places too. Um, so I'm just trying to give you the sense of, of how I benefited here. So here, what have I done before? You know, just very Spartan primitive things, no electricity, no running water, you know, very, very, that's like it had been done for thousands of years here. We have our beautiful little casitas with really nice mattresses and um, running water, and most of them have electricity. There's certainly electricity available in other parts of the facility. If you don't have it in your particular room, I did. Um, the meals, oh my God, look, five-star I mean, here we are in Peru. We're getting local cuisine cooked amazingly, three meals a day, um, just delicious. There's all this amazing tropical fruit out. You can have that anytime. Uh, so the food was just amazing. Um, and then we also, I mean, we had one day of silence. But other than that, we were free to socialize, hang out, talk to each other. Um, we were maybe, you know, 10 minutes from a, a decent sized town and if we wanted to go into town and do get on the internet or whatever we, had to do, we could do that there were no restrictions it was like wow i can actually communicate back to spirit song while i'm here that's cool um so there were there were no hardcore restrictions the the, the shaman i worked with before very authoritarian very you know old school 
um, you will do it this way, and I am I am the master here, and you will do what I say. Uh, in a sharp contrast, this lady says, hey, we're all adults. You know, do what makes you feel better. Do more of that. Do less of what makes you feel bad. And just, you know, you can do or not do pretty much whatever you want as long as you're not you know, violating the integrity of our space and the ceremony. So um, it was very much a laissez-faire sort of thing. Uh, so a lot of us were traditionally hanging out, getting to know each other. A lot of really cool people there, uh, very evolved, conscious for the most part. Um, so I, I got a lot of insights just hanging out with people and having conversations in between the ceremonies. Um, the ceremonies themselves were also very different. Um, you know, a traditional ayahuasca shaman, you know, they're going to do a lot of songs with rattles. Uh, it's traditional in many ayahuasca traditions where they're going to come around and they're going to blow tobacco smoke on you and clean you with a ritual cleansing with smoke. They're going to come around with a fan of leaves and you know, kind of work you over and wipe you down energetically. She didn't do any of that. Um, no rattle, no, no smoke. Um, and also she sang the songs for a long time. Typically, I don't know, a shaman might sing a song for maybe 15, 20 minutes before the next one comes along. She'll sing a song for an hour or two. And, uh, <laughs> so, um, and nothing really strong. I mean, none of the songs, because she basically didn't use percussion except rarely, um, the songs were, you know, not that intense. And yet everyone got the intense experience they needed. Um, so it was kind of an eye opener. Um, also, she would come in and sometimes she would just sit down and start serving the medicine. No opening ritual, no container setting. Of course, we're at her place and she's done ceremony here for years and years and years. And basically the container is already there. So I learned, OK, you don't have to necessarily do this whoop to do at the beginning and do all this formal stuff to call an allies and containers. If it's already there, it's there. So. Um, Fascinating to, uh, and you know, she didn't stay in her place. She would sometimes, you know, walk around, be outside, uh, go hang out with someone next to them if they need a little support. Um, very informal and yet very powerful. So, um, and very, in, in a lot of ways, as you're seeing, very non traditional. So, it was an eye opener for me that a very powerful and effective shaman, and there's no question she's a great shaman, and, um, the people who attended had very powerful, um, experiences um, can do it in their own way and it does not have to adhere to the traditional way it's done you know what I did see is that we had a totally safe container and people had the experiences they needed uh, many people had very powerful intense cathartic experiences you know um, at times people were doing deep sobbing and crying uh, big emotional releases um, you know sometimes for hours on end um, and when people needed that that's what they had uh, and also many people went into profound states of bliss and ecstasy and higher states of divine union they'd ever had before. Um, so it was really cool that way. In terms of my own experience, um, I had a very particular agenda for this, um, for this retreat or dieta, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, I'm 61 years old and had noticed in the last year or two that I, I was beginning to lose some of my mental clarity. And I said, that's not acceptable. So I've done a ton of reading on how to optimize mental clarity. I want my memory sharp and clear. I want my mind working super well. So I've already in the past months and, and really probably for a year now been really optimizing diet lifestyle to really have the most clear, sharp mind I can have. And I went into the medicine and ayahuasca and, and when, let me clarify some other terminology and concept you may or may not know. Um, 
this is not just a ayahuasca is not a drug. A drug is something a pharmaceutical company makes. This is a living medicine. It's called a plant spirit teacher because um, ayahuasca is everything from the tea you drink. It's a you know a tea, and then beyond that, there is this amazing consciousness that you know is so vast and far beyond a typical human consciousness. It's just crazy. Um, and she is basically like I said, ayahuasca is vastly more intelligent than my human self, uh, vastly more powerful. And um, when you work with her, she does what she will. You're on the roller coaster ride and you're strapped in and it's going to happen and you just kind of go with it. And what I've learned over the many years I've done this is you surrender, you open to whatever's happening, you don't fight it, you don't wish it was different. If it's challenging, you just relax into the experience the best you can and let it go through its process. I basically become super passive in a ceremony and just allow the medicine to to clear from me whatever it needs clearing. And if I'm in a state of bliss and ecstasy, I'm certainly going to relax and enjoy that too. But basically, Benjamin does not try to manage the experience. Benjamin realizes it's above his pay grade, and Benjamin relaxes and allows the divinity to take care of it, whether that divinity is the medicine or the many divine allies that are present or my own divine aspect working. They're all blended together there, the consciousness of the shaman, um, the consciousness of others in the ceremony who are conscious enough to be blended with the field and helping too. It's all kind of all mixed up together and in a really beautiful way. So um, <clears throat> what I loved is that in these five ceremonies, uh, every single one, I was very clear at times and feeling, okay, my brain is being, I can feel gunk being released from my brain. I can feel my brain becoming brighter, sharper, clearer. It's my own subjective experiences. I am more sharp, clear, and focused now than before I left. And if you've been watching my videos, I don't know if you can tell the difference, but I feel like I'm, you know, fully present and fully mentally sharp here. Um, so I was grateful for that. Um, I didn't have that many weirdo, bizarre experiences in terms of really, you know, mind bending. There was one early ceremony, it may have been the first one actually, where the medicine was coming on. And uh, again, words are really tough here because let me give you a bit of definition here. Um, the, the realm of spiritual experience is inherently beyond language. The best way I can explain this is we have nested bodies like Russian dolls. <clears throat> the innermost is physical, and then you've got the emotional body outside that, then the mental body, and then all the spiritual bodies beyond that. And by definition, the spiritual experience is beyond what the mental body can comprehend. It's above its pay grade. So if I'm just trying to describe it here, I'll, I'll maybe some adjectives I can use like bliss, ecstasy, euphoria. Then I run out of adjectives to describe those realms. And I can use analogies and metaphors, but that's about it. Like the great teacher Adyashanti says, you know, I'm about to describe awakening, which cannot be described. So I know I'm going to fail. So I'm going to fail as well as I can. So um, this experience, the most dramatic, you know, psychedelic type experience was I, I felt that my consciousness was taken into a realm and turned, flipped over and turned inside out. I don't know how to describe it any better than that. Um, and so it was a radical shift from the consciousness I've been holding. And because I've had so many years of experience with this, I was able to remain calm and just allow the flip to happen. And after that, a really intense round of, of purging came. Now, let me talk about purging. Um, most people, when they think about purging in ayahuasca, oh, you're vomiting. Okay, And actually, I did very little of that. Most ceremonies, I didn't actually physically purge at all. I did lots of energetic purging. And over the years, I've learned technologies for getting the most effective purge with a, um, I don't mind vomiting at all. I'm grateful when it comes because you feel so much better afterward. Uh, this is not like vomiting if you are sick with the flu where you feel terrible after you vomit. If you 
are fortunate enough to vomit in an ayahuasca ceremony, then you feel a tremendous release of heavy energy and you usually have this radical upgrade of consciousness. You usually come to a, a deeper sense of peace or a higher consciousness. So uh, in that kind of medicine, it's considered a blessing. In peyote ceremonies, they really nail it. They don't say they're getting sick. They say they're getting well when a purge happens like that. But again, most of my purge is energetic. What I've learned over the years is how to do it skillfully. Um, like if I feel like I'm going to start to draw a heave and start making a lot of noise, because when I, I do that, I'm very noisy and there doesn't seem to be anything I can do about it. I just envy those people who just kind of, Ugh! they purge and it's clicking over and they, they're almost silent. Me, there's minutes and minutes of the dry heaving and coming up to it and facing the bucket and all that stuff. But what I've learned, uh, a technology I learned um, from someone who learned it from the Caro people of Peru, who live at high altitude, is if you lay on your belly, you can actually flush a lot of that stuff out your belly into the earth. And so in every ceremony, when I was feeling a lot of heavy energy releasing, I would lay down on my belly and ask Mother Earth, Pachamama, to please take this heavy energy from me. And, and I would feel the heavy energy just, you know, coming out of my belly and into the earth. And that would go on. And, and what do they, I shake. My body vibrates and shakes. And, you know, I'm, I look like a little jackhammer over there sometimes, but it's all shaking out. Um, and this is virtually silent. And what I've learned over the years is I can release a lot of heavy energy this way and, and be of minimal disruption to the people around me. Uh, the other way it tends is if I'm starting to purge um, and I can feel the energy wants to come out this way up the head, then I'll get up on my hands and knees and be over my little bucket. You know, everyone gets a bucket so they can puke if they need to. And what I feel is waves of energy coming off my head. And what I can do is just hold that position on my hands and knees um, as if I'm about to physically purge. But instead, these waves of energy come out the top of my head and into the bucket or into the ground. And often my, I feel my, my whole body, like my hips and back will vibrate and I can feel the stuff releasing from whatever part of the body it's coming from. It comes out the top of the head, flushes out and, and releases that way. So that's my common experience of releasing in the context of an ayahuasca ceremony or other, or other plant spirit experience. And a lot of that in the ceremonies, uh, here, uh, again, try to be of minimal disruption to those around me. And an ayahuasca ceremony, the idea is you, you do your process as quietly as you can, but if you have to be noisy, you gotta be noisy. So sometimes people are crying or, or purging very noisily or, you know, whatever they had to do. Um, and it's understood this is not like a silent meditation where there has to be pin drop silence. Sometimes it's noisy and that's okay. We all try our best, but we understand when someone has to make a lot of noise. So, um, over the five ceremonies, what I discovered was, you know, I had that one really dramatic experience. Um, but mostly it was kind of like what I usually expect a lot of, um, releasing of heavy energy, not just from my brain, but from all kinds of parts of my body. And as usual, I had no idea what most of it was. One thing ayahuasca taught me early is you can release very intense, heavy stuff and never have a clue what it was. If I need to know, I'll get an image or a thought about it. And otherwise, I'm just grateful this heavy stuff is leaving. And basically, I get information about it on a need-to-know basis. If I don't need to know, I don't care what it is. Let's just let it go. I don't know if it's mine or if I'm doing purging for some other person or some other group of people. Who knows? Some of us are, uh, you know, are privileged to be able to process heavy energy for other people. And, you know, I'm to the point, I don't know, I don't even know if it's mine or someone else's and it doesn't matter. I'm just happy to have it move through and, and release. So the, the ceremonies were great. They purged a lot of clearing, a lot of tune up. 
Um, and again, I, I, by the end of the five ceremonies, I could definitely feel, okay, I am at an even higher state of awakening than I was before. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't put a label on it or give you much adjectives to it, but there's a just sense of deeper bliss, deeper flow state. Um, now when I do my daily sittings at my Mesa, you know, by the time I'm done with my little ritual, I can go, okay, this is a really, this is a noticeably deeper state than I was before. And again, as I already expressed, my idea is incremental awakening. It just goes deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Maybe there are people who just pop in and they hit the ultimate and they're done and they just stabilize at that for the rest of their life. Um, I acknowledge that can happen for people. It's not my experience. My experience is it's incremental. So um, that's a little bit about my ayahuasca experience. Oh, as a, as a side note, um, to, to show you how untraditional this was, one guy brought a virtual reality headset. And uh, toward the end, I, I had a couple of brief sessions, uh, my first time in virtual 3D, where there was this virtual space around me. It was a Google program where you can draw stuff in the air, and you have all these wild brushes, and they can make these shimmery, sparkly things that hold in 3D space, and you walk around them and play with them, and it was, it was really fun. So that was a, a little side note I got to enjoy. Um, but that obviously was a bonus and I hadn't expected to do that. Just a little plus on the experience. So, um, I just wanted to share with you guys. Um, I know a lot of people after I got back at Express Curiosity, what was your experience like, uh, et cetera. So I just wanted to give a sense. Um, also a reality note. Um, Peru right now has a lot of COVID happening. And in order to, um, come into Peru at all, you had to either have proof of vaccination or you had to show a negative test right before coming in and even come back to the U.S. You had to have a negative COVID test within 24 hours of your flight back to the U.S. Fortunately, I got all that. But we had some people come down with COVID while we were there. There was one family, uh, a man and woman and their little child who all got COVID while we were there and they did isolate. Um, but um, we all knew coming in and traveling out of country, there was a certain risk. And if we'd all caught COVID, then we would not have been allowed back in the country. Fortunately, um, those three had been planning to stay a few days there anyway. And I, I haven't caught up with them yet to see what happened. Um, but as always, when you're in the midst of a pandemic, you know, traveling has certain risks. Uh, but fortunately, to my knowledge, no one else there caught the COVID. And it was just those three folks of the family who were you know, identified and isolated. Um, so let me see what else there is to share. So um, again, I'll just close by saying, you know, for me, the plant spirit path, ayahuasca, San Pedro, magic mushrooms, all done in ceremonial conduct. And this is not entertainment. Uh, the one thing I will say always when someone asks me about ayahuasca is, hey, if you are not ready and willing to spend hours on end facing the most difficult, challenging, intense psychological material from your past and have to, you know, go through that grueling process possibly for hours with no way out but through. You have no business drinking ayahuasca or doing this deeper plant spirit work. It is intense shadow work. It is not recreational. It can be fun. It can be the most ecstasy you've ever experienced and it can be the most difficult psychological work you've ever done again with no way out but through. So if we want to do that, for me, the plants rear path has been amazing. There are certain contraindications. For example, if you're on antidepressants, you absolutely cannot do it. You have to wean off those for a period of time first. Um, but for those who are drawn to this path and, you know, I've done, I've worked with over a dozen shamans. I've, I know hundreds, 
maybe thousands of people who do plant spirit work. Uh, by and large, these are some of the most conscious, evolved, awesome people I know. People who work with plant spirit teachers are the exact opposite of drug addicts. People who are into heroin and cocaine and meth, you know, they go into the downward spiral. The people who work with the plant spirit teachers, they tend to be evolving and becoming better citizens, better people, more loving, more conscious. It's the exact opposite when you do plant spirit work as with, you know, drugs. So I want to make that distinction as well. You know, I've rambled on and on here. Um, so I hope this video has been edifying for those of you who already have experience with the plant spirit teachers. I hope I haven't told you too much you already knew. And for those who are new, I hope it didn't overwhelm you. So uh, if you have questions, as always, you're welcome to uh, email me at Benjamin at Um Or you can, if you're watching this as a video, you can put a comment in the uh, in the area below or whatever you want to do to communicate. That's great. Also, if you have any interest in working with me personally, I have some offerings. Um, my website is astroshaman.com, and I work one-on-one -on -one with folks doing astrology, shamanic healing. I do internal family systems therapy, inspired work. I'm a life coach. You can find out about all that at astroshaman.com. Also, there under services, you pull it down, you'll find my membership called Awakening Plus. Um, Awakeningplus.com might get you there. I'm still working on making that URL work properly, but anyhow, you can also go to astronomical.com, go to services and pull down and you'll see Awakening Plus in there. It's a membership that for really, really very little money, you can have tremendous support for your healing and awakening, all kinds of Zoom calls and courses and archived events and support from other members is available to you if you vibe with me and the, you think the offering I'm doing might help you with your own path of spiritual awakening again for like anywhere from 9 to $19 a month after you finish like a $1 trial for a month. So that's available as well. Again, I'm here to serve. Um, I love being in this human body because I get to help folks and have a joyful experience doing it. So anyhow, enough of that. Thanks so much for watching. I do wish you infinite blessings. I hope you enjoyed that uh, episode about my ayahuasca overview, as well as some particular experiences I had in Peru most recently. Thanks for watching. And uh, I do episodes on ayahuasca and plants to yourself every several episodes I try to mix up the content and have a lot of different variety in there. So hope you enjoyed that, and there will be more. If you have any ideas on episodes you'd like to see on Awaken, Heal, and Thrive, don't hesitate to get back to me, benjamin at astroshaman.com, and I'd love to hear your input on what you'd like to get more of. Thanks. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might also like my free online mini course. It's called Instant Divine Assistance, your free guide to fast and easy awakening and healing. It'll teach you how to invoke your own embodied awakening and healing and put it all into a simple daily practice. You can also check out my best-selling book that develops these ideas further. It's also called Instant Divine Assistance. In its first week, it hit number one on Amazon in 11 categories and has tons of five-star reviews. Finally, I have an online membership called Awakening Plus, where you can significantly speed up your spiritual evolution. Its slogan is also the name of this podcast, Awaken, Heal, and Thrive. You'll find links to all this wonderful stuff in the show notes.